0: Coming up in this episode, Ipswich City Council votes to establish its second standing committee to deal specifically with the ongoing redevelopment of Ipswich CBD, clarity sought on funding for the new Lions training stadium in Springfield Central, and former councillor David Palky will not get his own recognition plaque on the new Rosewood Library. It's Tuesday, May 26, 2020, and I'm Alan Roebuck. Welcome to Ipswich Today which acknowledges the traditional custodians of the land on which it is produced and pays respects to Elders past, present and emerging. This podcast is supported by Kinetics, people-powered web hosting trusted by Australians since 1999. (music) This morning's meeting of council clearly showed anyone who watched the live stream there's a new sheriff in town and things will be very different in the running of council meetings from now on. The post-election meeting held on April 27 was a taste of things to come and it came in generous servings today with detailed questioning of council officers by councillors, some tense exchanges between councillors and the new procedure for calling a division on every vote and the detailed recording of those votes in the minutes becomes a permanent fixture. There's no more glossing over items with unpublished reports buried in layers of boards reporting to committees in the hope that the public and media won't notice. General Manager of Coordination and Performance, Sean Madigan, addressed the meeting in response to councillor questions about the new Brisbane Lions facility in the Ipswich suburb of Springfield Central.
2: At the General Purposes Committee it was indicated and asked by the councillors whether a previous council resolution um, had in fact uh, gone through the council in relation to the funding of the Brisbane Lions um, and the signing of the Memorandum of Understanding, uh, which was non-binding at the time. Um, The response uh, from myself to my knowledge was at the time um, We weren't aware of a a previous resolution. Uh, We hadn't been able to to locate one within the council systems Uh, following that meeting um, further research was conducted and we did track down a resolution um, from from the council. So the way that that occurred was the the, um, agenda item with the MOU attached to it was a late item to the City Management Board, um, which at the time was a closed board um, that then reported through to the City Management Finance Committee uh, and then ultimately a resolution was passed. The report itself uh, notes the MOU uh, and the recommendation is that Council authorise the CEO to negotiate effectively in accordance with the commercial terms as outlined in the MOU. Uh, however, the actual report itself did not uh, commit Council financially to a commitment uh, to the Brisbane Line Stadium. The updated report that is presented, um, was presented sorry, to the Interim Administrator last year um, and then the report before Council now clearly articulates what Council's financial commitment to the project will be and was seeking a resolution.
0: Mayor Teresa Harding.
1: Just to be quite clear that the... Um, so thank you for forwarding on the, the minutes and the memorandums, the, the relevant. And at the time, were they ever published
2: publicly? No, not that I could see. So there were minutes, so the, the board minutes go through to the... City Management Committee um, and it effectively adopts the minutes uh, of that board Mm -hmm. and then it went through to the council meeting. So the the minutes of the council meeting did not effectively or accurately reflect the actual um, resolution in accordance with that particular item.
1: So could you repeat that again? So the
2: the resolution, the minutes of the ordinary council meeting um, made no specific mention of the resolution of the MOU. As adopted by the board and then the subsequent committee, it was just a blanket adoption of the committee minutes. Okay. So
1: there was no mention of the
3: twelve million dollars.
0: No. Councillor uh, Paul Tully.
3: Can I
2: just clarify
3: uh, yeah. one item, uh, please? Um, so did you say that that recommendation uh, didn't um, recommend um, at that time the the? Uh, the figure of 12 million, or any particular figure at all?
2: That's correct, yes. It was just that the CEO be authorised to negotiate and finalise the terms of the MOU in, in accordance with the general conditions of the MOU. And that's effectively what's happening now? That's correct.
1: Councillor Tully, I can see that you were the I think, acting mayor and chair of that particular meeting. So do you mind providing some insight on, on how the figure of, of 12 million was established?
3: Well, I, I'm, I'm not not aware yeah well, I'm not aware of the date or, or the minutes uh, now, um, and I, I thought uh, Mr. Madigan said that there was no no adoption or, or reference to the twelve million.
1: So these were sent to you to all all the councillors last week. The, the, the minutes of the meeting of the twenty seventh of June two thousand and seventeen. you were the acting Mayor and Chair. And I believe you're also on the board of the City Management and Finance and Community Engagement Committee, which looked at it. Mm. I, look, not, I just wanted to know, was obviously was there a discussion about it? Because obviously oh. the, in that memorandum, there was the heads of agreement where the 12 million was mentioned, it was certainly stated, but it's never been published. So I guess I'm looking at no, three things. One no. is how did the figure of 12 I've, million- I've got
3: no independent recall, but that would have been, uh, a, I, I presume, a, um, a, an officer's report. Um, in relation to that, um, but I, uh, uh, Mr Madigan saying that um, there was no adoption of any, any figure at all back in 2007. Eh?
1: Well, the, I think what Mr Madigan said is that the resolution passed, but there was no specific mention of the mm-hmm. tooling but obviously the, the MOU that was provided to all those there did specifically state $12 million in the heads, the heads of agreement was attached to that. So do you have any recollection? No no recollection. I'll ask you to stand
3: when I... Well, I have no recollection of that.
0: After further discussion by councillors, Sean Madigan was asked again to clarify.
1: Some clarification. Was actually agreed to at council or not?
2: That's correct. The the council report, uh, the officer's report that went through to the City Management Board um, had the MOU as an attachment to that, um, but the report itself did not state any actual dollar amount that was being committed to council other than contained in the MOU and the attachment itself. The resolution that went for Council was to authorise the CEO to negotiate and finalise the terms of the MOU in accordance with the commercial arrangements mm-hmm. as specified in the MOU. Mm-hmm. But the resolution itself did not state a specific amount for Council to yes. provide those funds.
1: But the, the, the draft MOU was attached to the report? It was, yes. With the $12 million on it, That's from what great. I could see? Okay, so it was there. Yes. Thank you, Mr Madigan.
3: And, and Mayor, could I just clarify that it was the um, um, interim Administrator who, who agreed to that $12 million last year.
0: Is that correct?
1: I think that came out the General Purpose Committee, yes, as part of the tidy up.
0: Overall, the mood in the Chambers was one of strong support for the new stadium and its major citywide benefits. Councillor Andrew Fechner.
4: This is a big investment for the city. $13.6 um, million um, with, within the funding arrangement is, is a lot of money. Uh, it looks like the ratepayer will be up for about $4.5 million of that. Uh, but if we're looking, well, that's the cost of, of the actual um, input from council and the ratepayer, uh, what are the benefits that we're getting out of that? Mm. Well, as discussed in the general purposes committee, uh, we're getting a second field uh, that wasn't in the program for the next 10 years. So I think that uh, the sporting groups and community groups of Springfield can celebrate um, in knowing that they've got A really wonderful facility for them all to enjoy down there um, way ahead of time so um, it's such a wonderful thing for the community not only to have the lions there but to also have that second field for community use I think that we need to celebrate that um, and acknowledge that that's a great use of our money and um, and we'll move the community forward down there.
0: Councillor Paul Tully.
3: This certainly has uh, my support. It's um, with the uh, training facility for the Lions and the women's Lions team. It's a real coup for the city of Ipswich, which I've said previously. I think it's the first time that um, any um, national football team um, has established its headquarters uh, and training headquarters um, in the city of Ipswich, and it's an opportunity that uh, we should embrace. Uh, the women, of course, will be playing their their games there, and um, with the um, the proximity to Brisbane and to the uh, northern suburbs of uh, uh, Logan City as well as uh, the uh, Ipswich suburbs, I think it's going to be a focal point for our city. Having said that, I'd love to see an NRL team um, uh, based in Ipswich as well, and that's uh, a matter which might uh, become uh, more prominent uh, within the next 12 months.
0: Mayor Harding.
1: Can I just say I'm really excited that the Brisbane lines are coming to Ipswich. Um, fully support the project. And I note that I think the federal government's put $15 million, I think the state's put in something similar, another $10 million has come from other parties as well. Um, it is a tremendous boon. We welcome um, the Brisbane Lions chips, which um, wholeheartedly um, just need to make sure, like the Deputy Mayor said, to make sure that the governance and, and certainly when it was first announced, and it did come up at the General Purposes Committee, that um, there was no mention at the time of the when it was announced oh, that the council would be spending any money. In fact, it was my recollection in the media there that, that the only thing the council was providing was land and no cash. So it's just really, we just need to be really clear as to what our investment is um, into this really terrific, and it is a world class facility uh, for us here. So we really do welcome that.
0: Council also voted to establish the Ipswich Central Redevelopment Committee to bring direct to council all matters deemed appropriate and to give even greater transparency to the project at future council meetings. Councillors Madsen and Fechner declared potential conflicts of interest in the item and left the meeting while discussions and a vote took place. Several councillors spoke to the item, which was voted on unanimously in the affirmative to establish the new committee.
1: I guess I'll say that the feedback I've received so far that people certainly want a way to, to see the progress of, of the CBD redevelopment, they want access to as many documents as possible but also just to know when things are opening and how decisions are being made. Um, and so this, this particular um, recommendation is looking at having a, a, stand, a separate standing committee which will obviously meet monthly as a standing committee, and also come to the, and that report will come to the ordinary council meeting once a month as well. So there'll be two reports that'll be coming to the public uh, to be made open. Um, The feedback I've had from the community is that they do want things to be open, but also they want the, especially the CBD traders, want the opportunity to participate. with any, any of the work that's been done by that standing committee as well.
0: The meeting resolved that Deputy Mayor Marnie Doyle will be the new committee chair, with members being Councillors Kunzelman, Jonick, Milligan, and the Mayor. Mm-hmm. Later in the meeting, Councillor Sheila Ryland tabled a notice of motion calling for Council to recognise David Palki for his long standing efforts to establish a Rosewood Library by the placement of a plaque next to the official opening plaque.
5: David Pelkey was the councillor for Division 10. He served this city from 1991 to 2018. In 1995, former Mayor John Nugent promised a library for Rosewood during his election campaign. That was 25 years ago. Now, my esteemed colleagues are beginning to understand that it takes 15 to 20 years to get a major infrastructure project completed. David never gave up the dream of a library for Rosewood. He sat beside me for 14 years and pestered councillors for a library for his residence every two weeks. I believe that David should have recognition, not honour, but recognition for his tenacity and um, drive to get something for the country. The normal way we recognise people is by way of a plaque. I ask my fellow councillors to look favourably on this motion to recognise his service to Ipswich, and in particular his beloved Rosewood.
0: The motion wasn't met with much warmth by her colleagues. Councillor Russell Milligan. Yes,
6: uh, I uh, agree with Councillor Ireland in that uh, I would like to personally acknowledge uh, the dedication of the work performed by uh, Mr David Polkey when he was a a former councillor of Ipswich City Council in gaining uh, or obtaining the Rosewood Library project to to be commenced. Uh, In terms of the notice of motion, uh, I personally cannot uh, put my hand up to agree with something that is currently contrary to uh, public monuments and memorials policy of uh, the city of Ipswich or uh, the procedure. So uh, just with respect to that, I I do uh, give respect to uh, Mr. Policky for his uh, dedication and his work in, in performing his role, uh, but it is definitely contrary to our procedures and uh, that's that's my position on the
0: matter. Councillor Kunzelman. Uh,
5: my thoughts on this are not actually about Councillor Polke, but about the uh, perception that we will be creating a precedent here and that maybe our new council doesn't want to be associated with that precedent.
0: Councillor Madsen.
7: I can care with what Councillor Milligan said on the matter. Um, Councillor Polke is well spoken of in many parts of Division the 1. Former Councillor. Well, former Councillor. Um, many parts of Division 1 that w- were in the former Division 10. Um, they they feel that he represented them, their interests quite strongly on this Council, or the previous Council. Um, but I need greater clarity as to how this Notice of Motion fits within the broader policy that was adopted. Um, and I, feel, I personally feel quite rushed as to making a decision as to whether this is something that the community wants. But at the, the, I, I must concede to Councillor Ireland that I very much believe that consideration needs to be made as to how councillor, former Councillor Palki's pursuit of this library is recognised, because he very much was a champion of this project.
0: Mayor Harding.
1: My views are you've got to look at, at someone's contribution holistically, and obviously I've known uh, the dismissed Councillor, uh, former Councillor um, Halkie for a long, long time and attended many community meetings and obviously <coughs> we can talk about the library. But I'll also talk about the legacy he left and the previous council left. Um, the, dis- the former council brought some shame to this city. That's uh, going to take us a long time to get back, to attract investment, to- for people to, to take that, that stain um, off our name. So whilst he did good things, there are also things that the windage report is quite clear that the-, the previous council didn't do as well. So I, I could like to keep that honour to someone who's a dismissed councillor, is my personal perception. And I also note that I don't think, I think there's a community expectation that none of the dismissed councillors um, deserve that honour. And I also believe, uh, I also acknowledge the, and concur with the, the point that councillor Cornsman made with regards to the precedent that this would set, uh, especially this new
0: council. In the end, it was voted down seven against, with only councillors Tully and Ireland voting in favour. The full agenda is available on Council's website and you can watch a recording of the entire meeting on Council's YouTube channel. It was great to see significant improvements in the video and audio coming out of the Chamber. With a few more tweaks, Ipswich could well be presenting the best live stream, technically speaking, of any Council in Queensland. Ipswich Today is supported by Kinetics, people powered web hosting trusted by Australians since 1999. You can share this podcast from your favourite app or play Ipswich Today from your smart speaker. Suggestions are welcome for future interviews and topics. Just go to the Ipswich Today Facebook page and leave a message. Music is from Purple Planet Music. This is Alan Roebuck. Thanks for listening. From legendary locals we all know to people you should get to know. Follow Ipswich Today on your favourite app and never miss an episode, or go to ipswichtoday.com.au.